Well, hello and welcome to the CSF monthly podcast for July 2020. Well, the continuation of the current COVID pandemic means that times are challenging. So I hope this podcast will allow you to remain vigilant with the latest of the data coming out in the field of rheumatology. Obviously, it's really important that we actually recall our primary purpose, which is looking after patients with uh, rheumatic and musculoskeletal diseases. Now, today I'm going to review two papers which explore the safety and efficacy of tofsitinib up to three years and some differences that emerged in retention rates for seven biologic DMARDs and tofsitinib in biologic DMARD naive and biologic DMARD switch patients. Uh, to access the detailed summary slides of the papers I'm discussing, please go to cytokinesignaling.com. You'll find a whole uh, useful raft of information there, which uh, I, I hope will be helpful to you. Now, the first paper by Peter Nash and his colleagues investigates the safety and efficacy of tofsitinib for the treatment of psoriatic arthritis up to three years. Uh, tofsitinib has reported efficacy and safety in adult PSA patients at 5 milligrams and 10 milligrams in phase 3 uh, studies, OPAL, BROADEN and OPAL BEYOND. Now remember OPAL BROADEN up to 12 months, naive to TNF inhibitor therapy, OPAL BEYOND was up to 6 months, inadequate TNFI response, both papers published in the New England Journal a couple of years ago. Uh, the trial treatments, OPAL BROADEN and OPAL BEYOND, uh, were tofacitinib 5 milligrams BID or 10 milligrams BID, uh, placebo patients switched to tofa at either dose and adalimumab 40 milligrams every other week was given in the OPAL Broaden study. Now the long-term uh, extension study for OPAL Balance uh, follows the safety and efficacy of tofacitinib up to 36 and 30 months respectively. So OPAL balance, the, the patients by then were in tofacitinib 5 milligrams BID. Um, doses could be increased up to 10 milligrams BID after one month. Remember that's just the, the detail for this particular study rather than a recommendation for how to use the drug. Okay, turning to the results. Well, the safety profiles up to 36 months in OPAL balance were consistent with the character of those that had been reported previously in the original trials. Uh, the overall patients with positive responses maintained those in terms of efficacy throughout the study as assessed by achievement of ACR 20, 50, 70 or a PSARC. Uh, achievement of minimal disease activity states was generally maintained and improvement in patient reported outcomes, uh, DAPSA and HACDI was observed after initial treatment and maintained throughout the study. Uh, the, the key thing, though, in this particular trial was that the safety profile, that's the, the primary purpose in long-term extension, and the, the safety profile did not look as if there were any new concerns raised for either dose, interestingly, of tofacitinib through 36 months. Efficacy was evaluated through to month 30 and similarly seems to be well maintained. Of course, I would um, caution you here, we should be looking at the, the wider advice from regulators in terms of using higher dose tofacitinib at the moment. And certainly in our own practice, we only use five milligrams BID. Now, the second paper uh, comes from Kozuki Abina and colleagues and investigated retention rates uh, looking at seven different biologics and tofacitinib in biologic naive and or biologic switched patients and this time it was a study conducted in people with rheumatoid arthritis. What's the key background here? Well there are actually rather few studies that look at the impacts of biologic uh, uh, DMARD naive and biologic DMARD switched patients in terms of drug retention. And the, this was a study that looked at the impacts using something called the ANSWER cohort, which is an observational multi-center registry. Uh, these are RA patients in the Kansai district of Japan. 
It contains 3,897 people with rheumatoid arthritis, and the data were gathered from 2001 through to 2019. So an impressive size of cohort and quite a durable long-term follow-up. Gray's test estimated cumulative incidence curves and discontinuation ratios for each treatment reported. And the fine gray hazard competing risk regression model statistically compared discontinuing ratios uh, presented as hazard ratios as would be conventional. Well, what are the key results here? Well, patient demographics for age, sex and disease duration were generally consistent across all of the tested treatments. And turning first of all to biologic DMARD naive patients, uh, abatacept um, showed the greatest rate of retention uh, six tested biologic DMARDs all showed a significantly higher hazard ratio compared to Avtacet for all adverse events. And uh, Sertilizumab illustrated a lower hazard ratio for non-toxic adverse events. Now turning to biologic DMARD switch patients, Tocilizumab here had the greatest retention. Adalimumab, Sertilizumab and Fliximab showed a significantly higher hazard ratio compared to Avtacet for all adverse events. There were no significant change noted in hazard ratios for tofsitinib compared to abatacet for all adverse events. Um, what do we conclude here? Well, it, it's observational data, so we conclude with caution, but the retention rates for these seven biologic DMARDs and tofsitinib do seem different between biologic naive and biologic switched cases. And that once again really requires us to think carefully about the individual in front of us, their treatment history, their various comorbidities when we're making treatment decisions. Now, to look at other publications uploaded this month, head over to the publications page in cytokinesignaling.com. You'll find there uh, a systematic literature review from Andreas uh, Kirschbaumer and colleagues and Alexandra Cipriano and colleagues. Uh, these are the reports that inform the 2019 EULAR recommendations for PSA and RA management, respectively. Uh, they're a really rich resource of the current state of the literature and state of the art. You'll also find a perspective review from Georg Schett and colleagues discussing the challenges faced in rheumatology during the COVID-19 pandemic and how RA treatments may be utilized in severe cases of COVID-19. It's a beautifully written article and I recommend it to you. And finally, of course, don't miss out on our upcoming author podcast where Peter Nash is going to be interviewing Professor Shett on the newly submitted paper with further insights in COVID-19 and rheumatological therapies. That's a really fast moving field. So I think that's a podcast to look out for. And as always, thanks to you for your attention. I know you're really busy. I hope you find these short podcasts of interest, just an opportunity to bring yourself right up to date. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and let us what you think by leaving us a review. And of course, in these particularly challenging, challenging times, I, I wish you every good success in your clinical medicine. Thanks so much. Thank you.